Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Hangout with Charles podcast. I'm your favorite host, Helen Charles. This is the place where we engage in conversations about Christ, the Christian faith, community fellowship, and of course, all the juicy gist. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're a loyal family member, I extend a warm welcome to each and every one of you. I am grateful that you tune into all the episodes and your feedback and unwavering support have been absolutely amazing and i can't thank you enough i hope your time here is well spent and you can pick one or two lessons and um, today's episode is on the gist slash christ spectrum well first of all special shout out and shade to be be thank you for being such an amazing friend thank you for the laughter that we share and i'm really grateful that you're in my life so yesterday guys i was feeling a bit under the weather i don't still feel good like totally up to par but i have to push myself to do this episode because mary's gonna have my head we've dragged this episode for the longest time and between a call i jumped on a call with my sister and b and between the both of them i felt a lot much better by the time i got home so yeah thank you but i'm still gonna shade you b because you owe me a book or two so Kaskia bites. Mm? Thank you. Um, so guys, you can listen on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or any of your go-to platforms. I'm here to ensure that you have a wonderful day. Um, so today is a continuation of the series called Musings. Um, so what can you expect? My personal insights and journey and valuable takeaways that you can apply to your own life. Um, so grab a set plug in your earphones and let's dive right in episode sorry entry one 28 may 3 47 p.m sometimes in march i lost a friendship that i thought was fine i would describe this person as one of my closest friends but i guess we're not in a healthy place or on the same page with regards to the friendship I'm sure if he listens to this episode, he wouldn't agree with me that the friendship is lost. But that's how I say it. It's damaged. And no matter how we patch it, the underlying cracks will always show. We might sometime in the future be able to regain some measure of our friendship. But the true essence of it is lost. So what made me remember this experience? I was going through my journal entries with FH. And I wrote this. Hey, puppy, I wrote to her about today about how I feel, and I'm not sure that I want to rehash it with you. Just to say that a friendship I thought was a forever kind of friendship turned out to be we have reached the end of the road blockade. Shall come soon, so you can hug me, and people will stop telling me rubbish. <laughs> so the rubbish part made me laugh. I can laugh about it now, but at the time it happened, I told her brother my heart broke, that it crash landed with so much force and broke into pieces. That's not the essence of this entry. To so take away is this, it's often recommended that we carry out regular check-ins with, in our romantic relationships, right? I think that we should also do these health checks with our friends. Are we good? Does this friendship still serve us? Is there anything I'm doing that you don't like? Are there issues that need to be resolved? You catch my drift, Abby? Don't assume that things are fine. Communicate and communicate some more. Open and honest communications, my dear. 
and just maybe you can catch the cracks before they expand and you're able to fix it entry 2 29th may 4 58 pm i often find myself procrastinating on my journals and devotionals leaving them until late in the day then i complain that i'm too tired or i don't have time and i just scribble something down so i can take it off as done but just about to come for me he tells me I have time for other things, time to read books, time to relax, time to watch movies and a host of other things. I know like these things are bad in themselves, but I've made it clear to me that if I can have time for these other things, I can and should make time for him. I remember something a friend mentioned, you need to make a schedule, schedule your life and i love these corrections because it shows to me that god is actively involved in my affairs fast forward to a conversation with mary about my spiritual life and where i was and how to incorporate god throughout my entire day we talked about filling the day with worship songs audio bible and a lot more and i was like oh i do that i especially love to listen to kate strings house a chance as a side note, I think praising and worshipping God in our native language is an absolute delight. Sometimes English does such a poor translation and does not capture the same essence. But back to the gist. Mary was like, oh, that's really good. You can stick with that or something along those lines. And as I reflected on our conversation, Abba said to me, you don't need to stick to a particular space when you have the ability to go deeper. you can do more when you can strive for higher levels of intimacy and knowledge with me (laughs) the takeaway is this we should never be content with staying in a comfortable space i love comfort zones but they're not gonna stretch you and it's easy to say that i'm doing well like i pray i read my bible i go to church i do this i do that But sometimes God calls you to more. And God invites us to continually grow, explore, and seek him in new ways. There's an endless depth depth to discover in our spiritual lives. And we should embrace the opportunity to pursue greater understanding, wisdom, and closeness with God. Don't settle or become complacent. Guys, go deeper. Entry 3, 29th May, 5.46pm. I think in episode in the second series of musings i talked about entitlement but i think that envy is its twin and the same way that entitlement creeps up without warning is how envy can settle in our hearts without our awareness so backstory currently with my busy schedule at work i can't take up any role elsewhere either in a social setting or at church i recently had to decline a post because of that However, I was in church one Sunday and we were calling out persons for different committees and my name was not mentioned. You know, now that I think about it, I didn't expect my name to be mentioned. If they had mentioned my name, I would have declined it. I'm really one of the mass, I'm really one of the people that mass closes, I say hi to my friends if I see them and I go home. But trust the devil to comfort my mind with his rubbish because it's absolute nonsense. Oh, you're not seen. Why didn't they add your name? Even if you would decline it. It's only when it comes to money that you remembered. 
and I allowed him to wreak his havoc on my mind. But the longer I thought about it, the more it became clear to me that I was envious for no valid reason. Envious of people who didn't care one bit, who literally didn't send me. And it had to stop immediately. This, is, this experience reminds me of 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. We pull down every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. Emphasis on taking every thought captive and making it obey Christ. Takeaway is this. When the devil comes for your mind with envy, with entitlement, refute it immediately with the word of God. Know who you are in Christ. Know what your unique contribution to the work of God is and stick with your calling. We're gifted differently. And to what end? The building up of God's church. It is important to recognize that comparison and envy are detrimental distractions that divert our focus from our own role and purpose in God's plan. Entry 4, 2nd June, 4.58 p.m. We often carry a lot of deep-seated biases into our relationships with others. We hold on tightly to the past. We refuse to let go of past thought and experiences. We allow it to shape us, and not in a good way, but in the fact that we refuse to see the potential for growth and change in others. We have seen them in one light, one in one light, one time too many. So we're convinced that they cannot evolve past or beyond our initial judgment. Of course, you know there's a backstory to everything. So one of my colleagues at work, for lack of a better word, can be such a loud and cantankerous person. And literally every other adjective in the book. We're working on an assignment together and he brought something to my notice. And because of my past experiences with him and because they had colored my perception of him, I brought my bias my bias into this new situation and went on a complaining spree. Oh, why should I be the one to handle it? What was the sense of creating a team and all that unnecessary stuff? I still went there to do the work required. I can be efficient like that. <laughs> but that's not the gist. That's part of the gist. And as I sat on to think about it, I saw that I actually did my favor. I missed out key information in the mail sent out. I would have walked into the session unprepared. I could have handled things differently, but in that moment, I let my bias take a front seat, clouding my judgment and preventing me from appreciating the assistance he had provided. The takeaway is this. Don't carry your bias into new situations. Let every interaction with people be an opportunity to start a fresh, clean slate, guys. Extend grace. You too have your shortcomings and fault. Look at people with fresh eyes. See in them the image of God. I know some people are going to come for me. Like the evil people, I know. The people who have refused to change and all of that. And of course, it's good to exercise caution and discernment. The emphasis is on people that are trying, that are genuinely trying to change. The Bible says that wisdom is profitable to direct. Entry 5, 2nd June, 9.58 p.m. <laughs> Let's talk about the phone. So my first time is behaving, and I plan to get the new phone next year. But it's like my village people heard that Helen wanted to get a new phone, and everything that could go wrong started going wrong. I was like, okay, okay, let's get the new phone. I was like, okay, okay, let's switch to an iPhone. Don't ask me the model, just let's switch to an iPhone. 
And I sample the opinions. Oh, should I get a UK game? Should I get a new one? I was like, okay, back come Let's get the new one. You know, first trial. Let's do that. And my chest and my bank account built the new one. But that's not the problem. I'd done the research. And it was like, oh, you could switch your WhatsApp from your Android to iOS. And that's really important because my WhatsApp is like five years worth of conversations. It would literally break my heart if I wasn't able to recover that data. My prayer journals, my conversation with Abba, my dear FH, conversations for my marriage journals are all on WhatsApp and loads and loads of conversations with people. It didn't work. I tried. And I would not pick myself as a text I'd be posted. I just didn't know to get by, but it didn't work. And I tried and tried and I gave up. I was like, okay. The longer I refused to move to the iPhone, the more conversations I lose. And in one day, I exported the most important chats to me, to my mail, just so that I could have a backup. And I said I was going to talk about it in this episode. That guy, he stressed me. But that's not the gist. The gist is how careful... I have been with the iPhone. So with my Android, the phone falls and I just pick it up and remove. Worse, there's a cracked screen guard screen guard that 1000 naira fixes because I have a pension for replacing my screen guard. But with the phone, with the iPhone, I'm super careful, like super, super careful. I put it in a bag. When um, I go on TikTok to just watch videos, I'm saying, oh, when you're charging your phone, you have to remove the pouch. Guys, the rules are many. And I was thinking about it. I never said to me, hey, you are not careful with your life the way you are careful with this food. It could seem very weird that I have these sort of conversations. But one thing I know I asked God for this year was that I want to hear you. When you speak, I really want to hear you. And not just hear you. I want to be quick and eager to obey. So it's basically attune my ears to your word. And Sometimes I'm very disobedient. Let's not lie. <laughs> but he was like, you're not careful with your life. You're not careful with your health. You're not this careful with your spiritual growth. And thinking about it, like right now, I think there's a God is merciful thingy that sort of permeates my actions. So God is merciful. It's not a license to sin. It's like, if anything happens, if I fall, if I feel, God is merciful. Where that phone falls, the money. My chest will hurt. There's no regret though. I don't I don't deal in regrets. Money spent is money spent and it can't be regrouped, so we move. But there's no lesson here. It's just the gist. Because I thought I was I said I was going to rant about it, so just giving you gist. Or maybe there's a lesson. I mean maybe the lesson is this. Vanity upon vanity, the preacher says is vanity. One of my most regular prayers is this everything outside of you, God, is vanity a fleeting illusion and it's just to keep my focus on god to know that everything outside of god is vanity everything outside of god is transient the successes that we chase the material things that we want to get everything all the things we count as amazing things without god as the center without god as the foundation is mere vanity and vanity would do what vanity would definitely crumble the key thing the key point the key to care is this don't lose your focus and the search for anything and the search for all the material things that you can get and the search for success and the search for everything don't lose your focus always the focus is god
entry 6 3rd june 7 24 pm god loves me god loves each and every one of us and that is so true the question is this do you really love god i read this in my devotional today do you really understand what god has done for you if so why is your response so lukewarm and my heart ached because i knew what the author was talking about how do you say you love someone and yet your every action hurts them together we're imperfect humans fallible by nature and every day is a journey to perfection god meets us where we are he calls us to come and die to ourselves and when we come to him that we stay i hope the questions we sit to we sit down to answer these why is my response to god's love lukewarm why am i such a fair weather lover why am i dealing when i need something from god if this was a human lover i treated with such disdain would they stay how much more god who would move heaven and earth for me in a bid to fulfill our human desires our bizarre ones we lose sight of the greatest love story ever told or conceived the love story between us and god thunk back to god turn back to god i say this much for myself than anyone else when things are going on well and our lives seem to follow the path that we want it is easier to love and serve god challenges will come and our love for god will be tested but it is during those moments that our commitment to him truly matters we make promises we break them i make promises i break them and the very next minute i'm back with the next litany of promises not to go back god is the god of multiple chances always there always reaching out tenderly and patiently waiting but how much more how much more chances do you require before you firmly desire decide that he's the one the object of your desire and worship the one for whom zeal for consumes you the one you would give up everything and anything for the one for whom as victoria renze says you will lay down everything if it if it would make him proud always the focal point is him when we shift the focus to ourselves it becomes much easier to be lukewarm finding to flame the desire for god store the word pray have godly people and friends around you pray to be a godly person too don't be lukewarm let zeal for the lord consume you pray that you will stand firm till the very end entry 7 3rd june 10 19 pm so guys i set the time limit on some of my apps ig whatsapp facebook snapchat and tiktok just as a means of discipline i initially set it to three hours and then moved it to four hours i rarely exceed this limit because of work and all but it's the weekends meaning that i have a bit more time on my hand lo and build i was on ig chatting with d and i got the notification you've exceeded your time limit for the day ignore or extend by one minute or by 15 minutes I was having such an interesting conversation with D, so I extended it by 15 minutes. I mentioned it to D, and he said, oh, it's a good goal, I support you, and we wrapped up our conversation in another two to three minutes. And I got thinking, how did I spend four hours each on IG and WhatsApp? Because when I tried to open my WhatsApp, I got the time limit, exceeded notifications, so, and I just clicked OK without extending it. And I went to check the analytics, and my brethren in Christ, it is a combined time 
I spend on all the apps. So I'd spend 55 minutes on WhatsApp, 5 minutes on Snapchat, 12 minutes on Facebook, 4 seconds on TikTok, and 3 hours, 7 minutes on IG. At this point, aside two important conversations, they had just been me scrolling through people's posts. Now, now that I know that 4 hours limit is a combined usage time, I'm still not going to increase it. Discipline is important, and I need to apply this discipline to other areas of my life. But that's not the takeaway. The takeaway is this. Have friends who support you, who champion your goals and dreams like it's theirs. People who look down on your dreams and call it unattainable or because they don't understand your goals, belittle it. The conversation with D could have gone in a different direction, but the instant support and acceptance made my day. As we pray for good friends, let us also strive to be good friends ourselves, offering support and encouragement to those around us. And guys, that is the end of this episode. That wraps up today's episode, my dear listeners. If you got to this point, as always, you know that you are the real deal. I hope you found these lessons um, as insightful and valuable as I did. I'll catch you in the next episode in another two weeks. Guys, pray for me. I'm exhausted. Like, literally exhausted. And I just keep pushing myself. Like, I was telling Abba, guys, your strength, it's just your strength that's taking me because on my own, I'm done. Um, we will be discussing something close to my heart in another two weeks. Um, guys, thank you for this listening and for the feedback. I do not take any of it for granted. And until next time I come your way, remember the focus, the focus, guys, should always be on God. Your eyes on him, on him. Keep your eyes on him. Your hands on the plow. No turning back. Guys, stay tuned for more captivating content and profile insights in the episodes to come. This is your host, Helen Charles, signing off with the heart of a flowing with gratitude and praise. Remember, as always, you are loved, my darlings. Absolutely loved. Bye-bye.